Peace and blessings, everybody. Uh, you're listening to the Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the Good Brother, the original black man. I am Reek. How you doing? How you feeling? What's going on with ya? What's happening? Um, you probably just got finished listening to Three Point One. How'd you feel about it? Uh, how are you feeling? Actually, you know what I'm saying. Forget me. I'm just a guy talking in a mic. How are you? How'd you like the episode? uh that i entertain you uh with my wit and uh my banter maybe i did maybe i didn't but this is the social commentary portion where i provide you with my insight on things that's going on in the world uh thank you for chris for giving me this detailed outline so i can stay focused and i'm, I'm trying not to go off tangents but you know what good is a show if i don't go off on tangents but before i even get to this list I wanted to talk to you guys about a show that I particularly like by the name of Ballers. Uh, The Rock is the star of the show. Yes, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Denzel's son is a big piece of the show as well. You got Russell Brandon there and you have a medley of white people that uh, also sprinkle get sprinkled into the mix. And um, Eminem's man in 8 Mile, uh, the big nigga, uh, he's in there too. You know what I'm saying? And if you're into balls like I am, uh, his name is Charles, by the way, in the show. Uh, I'm glad this is the last season because niggas have just lost direction all in all. Now, if you're not into the show, then you might want to fast forward. But if you are into the show, uh, just give me a few moments here so I can just go on my soliloquy about my dislike for this season. Um, It's coming to my attention that it was the last season because HBO formally announced that this is the last joint. Uh, the rock is probably busy as hell. So he probably can't commit to like an extra three seasons or whatever have you. And, uh, the show has been on for five years. So, uh, kudos to them. And the reason why I'm glad it's the last season is because the shit is all over the place. When the show first started, the rock, the premise of the show is this, the snake of the rock used to be in the NFL, right? He retires from the NFL. He's like, God damn it, I have mad life to live. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to help athletes not go broke. I'm going to be a financial advisor. Pretty cool motherfucking premise, right? You can meet all kinds of people. Uh, you get a comedic white guy as the comedic relief of the show. Uh, that's his man. His man. His name is Joe in the show. And they just go off and meet athletes and try to manage their money. Fast forward uh, five years later, this nigga bought the fucking kansas city chiefs right but in the last season uh there was the number one prospect in the nation at quarterback and he was going to him like yo listen i'm trying to make this media conglomerate i would like for you to be the face of it uh you can even embezzle some money into the conglomerate so when you retire you also own stake which is wildly illegal when you're talking to somebody who's 17 this nigga was sniping his mom all kind of shit and then it was like all right he's not eligible to go to college literally because of you now and you're not sniping the mom no more and you're supposed to go head to head with the ncaa for three seasons in and they're making it seem like that shit didn't even happen and i'm like oh okay you can go from going toe-to-toe with the NCAA to fucking owning the Chiefs in a matter of a season with no, like, character arc as to how it happened or anything like that. You got Ricky Jarrett. Uh, that's Denzel's son's character. Uh, God damn, I, I need to re- stop referring to him as Denzel's son. What is his name? Give me a second. I have technology in my hand, y'all. Give me a moment. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, Black Klansman. 
black clansman. What is his name? Cast. John David Washington. There we go. He's a an athlete in there, and he treats everybody around him like total garbage every single season. And terrible things happen to him, but in this particular case, he does shit that I don't really like. Like, he sons his best friend all the time. Uh, he pretty much makes a mockery of his father, although his father's trying to make things right. Know what I mean? He's flagrantly trying to cheat on his woman anytime he gets. And um, just overall... His character, you just don't see any growth as far as personality is concerned. Now, I don't know. I don't know anybody that's in the NFL. But I just feel as though that depiction of him, I'm just not feeling that shit no more, yo. Because he looks like a fucking imbecile every single season. Like, every year, he's doing some dumb shit. And maybe that's the highlight being self-destructive and the prima donnas that happen in the NFL. But... I just like, damn, son, this nigga don't have no kind of intelligence at all. Like, every single mistake that he makes is of a stupid one. Like, he can't make a sound decision. It's like he would be killed if he didn't have people around him. You know what I mean? Uh, but let's get back to The Rock real quick. I don't understand how you go from going head-to-head with the NCAA. You're out here uh, flagrantly breaking the law as far as talking to talking to recruits while they're still in high school you no longer do any type of financial advisory things period you own a media conglomerate company that you bought from russell brand but then you wound up having to quit because you had other interests in other areas you then split ways with joe and now all of a sudden we're in season three and i don't know what the fuck is happening it's just mad randomness and that shit just pisses me off you know what i mean uh i haven't caught up to power i did watch the first two episodes i did not see the third but um I just want to make this clear. Before I even watch the uh, the third episode of Power, it's all Tasha's fault. All of it. Season one, season two, season three, season four. It's all Tasha's fault. Now, I understand that it's a show, right? So I'm not one of those people that be like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't view the show like it's real life. But in regards to the show... Um, let me tell you how it's all her fault. This is years ago, so this isn't fresh in anyone's memory. We all know Ghost as being deceitful, lying, uh, ungrateful, self-serving bastard, right? He's a murderer. Uh, he's maniacal. He's a con man. He'll do whatever he wants to whoever he wants if he sees fit. Now, I mean, someone who uh, is soulless, someone that doesn't really have a conscience, uh, and he, if he can justify doing something, he's going to do it no matter who he hurts. And I understand. Right. But let me just dial it back for you a little bit as to why all this shit is Tasha's fault. Tasha, in one of the first beginning episodes, was in the back of the Uber or the back of uh, the Jeep because she was being chauffeured around showing pussy to the driver. That happened before Ghost did anything right now you're like all right that's just showing some pussy what's really the big deal reek all she did was show the vagina she didn't give him any they're still not cheating nobody touched anybody cool that particular instance isn't why all this shit is tasha's fault ghost is running truth he was running truth successfully and he's going to his wife like yo listen we have these children i'm making money legally we have this nice penthouse 
I think I want to leave the game alone. I don't want to kill nobody no more. I don't want to shoot anybody no more. All I want to do is run truth, and I think I'm getting pretty good. I'm I'm getting pretty good at it. Pardon me for the sniffles. Tasha looks at him and is like, "What? Quit? You are a ghost. You're not gonna quit. What you going You gonna leave the game? What you gonna be? Not, like you probably don't even remember this episode because your hatred for ghosts. But that's what sparked everything. The man wanted to be a family man. He wanted to quit." Uh, shooting niggas he wanted to quit selling drugs he wanted to quit washing money up into the club he wanted to quit all that shit he wanted to be a nice general manager and his wife told him no the one woman who he's supposed to trust his wife the woman that he's supposed to die with told him nah you still gotta be gangster because i'm a fucking dumbass girl that's making a terrible decision although i'm a mother of three and my goddamn father of three is out here trying to make sound decisions for our family let me just be a dummy and say no that's what got everything fucking lit you know what i'm saying after that this nigga goes on he's angela but at the same token I don't know if y'all even remember this. Tasha was trying to escape with the driver. You know I mean, trying to steal money that she didn't even fucking earn to fucking make moves with this nigga. All kind of shit. Totally took Ghost by surprise. No, yes, Ghost was cheating too. But, 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 she's the person that got everything lit. Had he, had she have just supported this nigga, I don't even know if y'all remember. Like when he would ask her to come to the club and she would like have mad attitudes about it, or she would look around and just look mad, melancholy, and confused and lost and sad. And he's like, "Yo, look at the life, man. I got an office. This club is mine, man. I'm meeting. Uh, I'm meeting this weirdo dude. Uh, remember the uh, weirdo white guy that tried to get him uh, shut down, but Ghost wasn't having it. Like all this type of shit is going on, and she's the person that told Ghost, "No, you have to stay.'" And still shoot people. And that's what led to season two, three, four, and now we're at five. And now we're in this shit of a season. I mean, and I will tell you exactly when power went bad. I put a lot of thought into this. Uh, I sat and thought about it because I was like, all right, I can't just get on the airwaves and start saying some nonsense. The moment power started to go south. And they probably should have ended it the season after. So I want to say they should have ended it uh, in season four. Is when Ghost and 50 Cent in the season finale was fighting in that fiery building. And at the end of the episode, this nigga escaped a locked door that was on fire barehanded after getting into a fight. Once I saw that shit... And once I saw that they tried to make 50 Cent look like Superman, I was like, oh, this show is going to hell. And I'll even do you one better. The season opens. 50 Cent has the uh, the burn marks or whatever have you. He's in Philadelphia. He's with that cop, uh, the, the, the female cop uh, that had the girlfriend. And I don't know if y'all remember this little part because this happened a little while ago. This is two years now. They fucking put this man in bed, put a blanket over him. And he healed. He went from being super weak and burnt up to healed because he got some lesbian vagina and was sipping lean. Do y'all remember this? Y'all probably don't. This nigga got nursed back to health with fucking promethazine and stolen vagina. And then he got the nerve to get some strength back to become fucking Canaan again. Once I saw that shit, no actual nutrition, 
no actual motherfucking um what was that shit but once you get hurt and then you have to uh rehab there was no rehab know what i'm saying there was no goddamn nutritional value or anything that he was eating there was no like physical any physical labor that could be demanding of his body so he can regain strength there was no even fucking a and d ointment like niggas get tattoos and put a and d ointment on and this nigga's burnt the fuck up and this nigga's just sipping lean to get nurse back to health or are you kidding me once like once this nigga sips some lean now i'm saying he used to walk around with the um with the juice remember he even had fucking um tyreek or Tariq fucking um taste that shit when you're driving with him and i'm like yo son this this fucking lean that shit nurses you back to health after you get burnt up and you had to fight yourself out of buildings i don't understand once i saw that i was like this show is shitty now i mean because then the shit had to flip then they had to fucking do shit for shock value like murder ghost fucking daughter but then that wasn't a big deal but angela's funeral is taking up mad episodes but the loss of a man's daughter was only 20 seconds i don't understand that shit son basically i'm just finishing up this season only because i'm so invested into the show you put five years in anything you have my attention and i've been watching this shit ever since it really came out but yeah man i just wanted to talk about power and balls real quick those are the two shows that pretty much have my attention and both of them shits are ending this year so i'm pretty happy about that now let's get to the email huh so i was told that this wednesday in 2019 the united states have had more mass shootings than days in the year to that point now i'm saying so the amount of days that have passed uh in the amount of days that have passed this year there have been more mass shootings than there has been days that's fucking pretty crazy uh also i know bernie sanders is pushing uh loan forgiveness right everybody is trying to push loan forgiveness as a way to get the people's vote but um it's been reported uh that the student loan forgiveness plan that was set all the way back by bush has denied 99 percent of the applicants over the 53,523 applicants 661 were approved know what i'm saying that's fucking nuts so everybody that's trying to wait it out like me and only trying to pay the minimum so hopefully it can be forgiven that shit is not looking good now i don't know if y'all watched the bernie sanders and joe rogan uh interview but he said something that was interesting what he would like to do and i'm speaking about bernie sanders uh he proposed that the way that we can get student loan forgiveness is if uh how can i word it you know uh instead of wording it i will play it for you uh this is um bernie sanders on joe rogan speaking about what he can do or what he's proposing to do and i figured this was interesting uh this is a current event uh in itself uh let me press play they have not been able to do that so what we have proposed in one piece of legislation or two actually is to make public colleges and universities tuition free cancel all student debt in this country that will cost 2.2 trillion dollars a lot of money over a 10-year period we do this through attacks on wall street speculation which will bring in $2.4 trillion. We bailed out Wall Street 11 years ago. And by the way, these are crooks on Wall Street who engaged in illegal behavior. Taxpayers against my vote bailed them out. If we can bail out Wall Street, you know what? We can cancel student debt and provide public colleges and universities tuition free. 
when you say a tax on Wall Street speculation, what, what exactly do you mean? It will that? be a tax on uh, all of the tra every sale of a tax. So you uh, people buy and sell stocks and bonds all of the time. We have a very modest tax on that. And by the way, it will have an impact on speculation by cutting back on the high frequency trading, which we now see. So you would just there is there, there's no current tax on correct. This? So you would put a small amount. And that would do the job? That would That, that would raise more than enough money. It's a very small tax. It exists. When you say small, how much? It depends on, on the nature of the transaction, but it's less than one half of 1%. Really? Yeah. And okay, that would cover? The, yeah, because the amount of stocks being sold, right. bought, and sold. And this is not, again, a new idea. It's, it's being uh, done in countries all over the world. What about? That's crazy. That's the fucking society that we live in, yo. You know what I mean? He's proposing to put a tax that's less than half of 1% on just trading and buying stocks. And in the 10-year period, that would lead to us having student loan forgiveness. And he's facing problems in doing so. That's the society that we live in. I just wanted to make y'all fucking aware of that shit. Shout out to Bernie Sanders. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Uh, if you haven't uh, checked out that interview, it came out August 6th. So it came out... Uh, a little more than a month ago, you know what I'm saying? So it's still relatively recent. And I think you should check that shit out. If you're looking for someone to vote for, I'm not saying you should vote for Bernie Sanders or not to vote for Bernie Sanders. But what I am saying is this uh, interview was incredibly insightful and interesting, and I think you should check it out. That's Bernie Sanders on Joe Rogan. And if you have children that are in college or if you're currently out of college or currently in college, I think that um, that particular interview uh, should have your attention. All right, let me get back. So, if you're into sports, um, the women that are listening to this, if you're not particularly into football, this is your time to cut off the episode. Uh, thank you for coming. I hope that uh, 3.2 was pretty dope to you prior to this point, but now I'm about to talk some football shit. So, if you're not into football, then I definitely understand. I'll catch you on 3.3. That's coming out on Wednesday. All right. Uh, this also goes for men, too, not just women. If you're not into football, then you can pretty much cut the episode off now, and I totally understand. I'll see you on Wednesday. So, everybody knows about Antonio Brown, right? And I'm seeing two sides of the coin. Like, yo, this guy is a visionary, and what's going on? Uh, the NFL is corrupt, and he's doing things on his terms, and the fact they're trying to vilify him for doing things on his terms, this shit is no good, and you need to open up your eyes to see what's going on. Another side, they're like, yo, this nigga's an idiot. This nigga's really finessing contracts and that he's getting his way and he keeps fucking it up. What is wrong with this guy? So I'm seeing both sides. So I just want to give to you a timeline of this guy's behavior, right? So when he was on Pittsburgh, he had a disagreement uh, with Ben Roethlisberger, which is the star quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I mean, after he got into that big disagreement, he wanted to trade from the Steelers organization. That trade was fucking successful because he gets to fucking Oakland. Uh, after he gets to Oakland, I believe, to me, what happened was he looked around and said, yo, David Carr's fucking suck. David Carr sucks. I'm not really with this shit. I need to get the fuck up out of here. Then he throws off the skin on the bottom of his foot in crowd therapy in a cryotherapy chamber, right? Uh, the Raiders was like, you know what? You're our star receiver. We'll give you time to heal, right? After that, he's like, hey, I want to play in a helmet. Uh, the NFL says, hey, we don't give a fuck what you want to play in. You'll play what we tell you to play in. He's like, you know what? 
if I can't get the helmet that I want to play in, then I won't play at all. How about that? I'll fucking retire. The Raiders look at Antonio Brown and they're like, we agree. So the Raiders help this guy. And the way they helped him, as far as his helmet is concerned, let me just see here, is they helped him file three appeals to get his helmet approved, right? Now, just for context, the helmet that Antonio Brown wants to uh, wear is literally uh, one generation newer than the helmet Bo Jackson used to wear. I mean, Bo Jackson hasn't played since the 90s. It's 2019, and it's literally one generation from upwards of 25 years ago, just for some context, right? So the NFL calls the organization and says the helmet is banned. This nigga's like, nah, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. I'm still going to wear this helmet. He then went on to get a sponsorship for the helmet that the Raiders helped him get, right? Let me continue. Antonio Brown was like, you know what? I know you helped me out with my feet. I know you helped me out with my helmet. But I don't think I'm going to go to preseason. Yeah, I don't really think I should play. The Raiders is like, cool. All right. So then uh, Antonio Brown, one day, I mean, he's in training camp, he's in practice, he's chilling, looking around, catching some footballs, and it just so happens that the Raiders GM is there, right? Antonio Brown goes up to him, and they start barking at each other. Antonio Brown then goes to the GM, just for context, this is his boss, this is the person that runs the team, and says, you are a cracker, and I will punch you in the face, right? Now, I want you to think about if you told your employer that, what would happen to you? But that's totally fine. Let me just continue. Uh, Antonio Brown's like, you know what? How does this sound? I know that I'm leaving a tumultuous uh, situation in Pittsburgh. And I know that you guys have accommodated me in every way possible. And I know you've been uh, giving me phone calls or whatever have you. But you know what? Um, Although I literally just signed this deal two months ago. And I haven't played one second of football for you guys. How about you release me? Yeah, although that you gave me all this money up front, and although that uh, I went on an interview in my house and was like, hey, I don't need football. Uh, I'm playing because I love it. So if a team wants me, if a team shows interest in me, then um, then I'm with it. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there's an interview that he did a few months back. He has a blonde mustache, and he has somebody uh, interviewing him in his Miami mansion. So he's like, yo, if you want me, I'm here. If you don't want me, then cool. The reader said, hey, we want you. A few months later, Antonio Brown's like, oh, I know you wanted me. I know you called me. I know that you basically backed me in every way, fit, every way, shape, or form. I know that I called the basically my boss a cracker, and I told him I punched him in the face. And all I had to do was issue an apology. And I know you gave me a whole bunch of guaranteed money. But uh, release me, please. And the Raiders still, even though they didn't have to, they still released him. And five hours later, he agrees to be a Patriot. I don't know. Listen, man, that's some of the illest shit I've ever seen in my life. I mean, but I think that he is a um a victim of CTE. If you watch him speak, he does things to where like he makes up words as he speaks. He doesn't have a good command on the English language. Now I know you're like, yo, he's from the hood. He's a football player, but nah, yo, I'm not accepting that. Especially not for my black men. I believe in some way, shape, or form, if English is your native language, you should be able to properly articulate yourself if especially if you're a professional and when you hear his points and you see how he speaks and how he comes to his conclusions you see someone that's incredibly most of what i'm looking for like he's very in the moment with what he's very spur in the moment he's a uh, oh man i can't think of the word he's uh hold on for a second let me think of this goddamn word
And just like that, I remember, this nigga's sporadic, right? Super sporadic. I believe that if you're in situation after situation where you're always finding the bad in something, but you're always trying to blame everyone else, even when you want to think back to when he was on the Pittsburgh Steelers and he would always show up to the plane late and they would just wait for him until he got there or how he would miss practices. Nobody really, really care. Now, I mean, this is what NFL insiders are saying. This isn't anything that came through to the media and you're still finding ways to make it seem like you're the victim. And everything that you want to have happen is literally happened for you. You was getting, you was leading the league in receptions and touchdowns. So it wasn't like lack of getting the ball. So when you're a wide receiver, all you want is the ball. That's all you care about. And he was getting the ball literally more than everyone in the NFL. He still found a problem. He asked to get traded from the Steelers. They find a way to accommodate him. He gets to the Raiders after going on national television and saying like, yo, I really don't need football. I'm playing it because I like it. The Raiders say, you know what? You're still talented. Come on. He then uh, freezes his feet. The Raiders like, you know, waste no, waste more of our time because you're a dickhead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, let your feet let your feet defrost and come back to us. And he's still finding a way to complain. Now he's on the New England Patriots. Who knows what's going to happen? CTE is a really big thing, and I know Will Smith had that movie Concussion, but I feel as though. There's more to his story, and I think that everybody should watch Antonio Brown closely because he's not psychologically in tune. I mean, CTE is more than just losing your mobility when you're 48 years old. It's more than just having head trauma. It's more than just uh, walking around and then you're just a crazy person. Or it's more than just wanting to commit suicide. Or it's more than just wanting to hit women. Your brain is your brain. Everybody, Everybody's brain wants hit because that's all concussion is. A concussion is literally when your brain touches your skull. Nothing more, nothing less. There's a whole bunch of fluids and things like that to where your brain never touches anything as it's in your head. Now I'm saying the moment something touches your brain, that is a mild concussion because nothing ever should ever touch your brain. If you didn't know that, now you know. So I just want everybody to uh, pay attention to Antonio Brown and praise up to that brother. Uh, do, 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 do. What else we got here? What else do we got here? Um, Dave Chappelle threw a secret block party in Dayton. Uh, Power, by the time you listen to this, Power put the um, original theme song out. Um, Trina made her first show performance. Made her first show performance. Says losing her mother and was overwhelmed with emotion. She began to cry on stage. And, you know, I'm going to end with Trina. You know what I'm saying? I believe that sexual liberation rappers uh especially women will always be at the forefront right and i put a lot of thought into this because a lot of people will go on twitter and make surface level dumbass remarks like your widest rhapsody not get the same type of praise as make the stallion make the stallion isn't really like a rapper uh, cardi b isn't really a rapper rhapsody be kicking that real shit you, you have to understand something and i believe this goes into human psychology Women, whether it's creatively, whether it's financially, whether it's vocally, whether it's, um, what else? Whether it's politically, there's always a certain level of suppression that comes along with being a woman. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to tell you that. I'm pretty sure there's a trillion examples that you can come up with. So when you have someone owning up to how they look, 
owning up to the behaviors that come along with how they look that's always going to get pushed to the forefront and unfortunately because everything's so machismo and male oriented men because all white men are the people that pretty much can pull the lever on if your career exposed or not they're like hmm do we want to promote someone that their whole thing is thinking and the whole thing is reading and the whole thing is um being inspired and doing all the type of shit i mean you do have queen latifas you do have mc lights but if i was to give you a list of female rappers that are catapulted into the mainstream you wouldn't believe how many of them uh are catapulted because of how they look as opposed to what they say now, i mean this that's just the facts here so when you have people like trina who have have this incredible balance some a balance that you really find rare especially especially with uh female rappers and i mean she's beautiful she's always been beautiful she claims herself to be the baddest bitch nobody ever told her that she isn't and all she does is give love and this is for 20 some odd years know what i'm saying and the reason why i want to put a special highlight on trina is because at one point in time trina was the meg the stallion know what i mean trina was the cardi b I mean, she came through with Trick Daddy and all that type of shit. And I believe that as far as being a model citizen and just being an overall dope person, more people need to be looking up to Trina. Know what I'm saying? I don't ever recall Trina being in a publicized rap beef with another woman or another man for that matter. Trina always has been someone to me that's been minding her business, just making her music and making her money. Now, although that her career isn't as elevated as it was before i mean she's older she's probably fucking 40 something years old at this time know what i'm saying you're not gonna be on top forever but as far as having sexual liberation rap and not have like elite lyrical complexity be the focus of your career as to po- as to, as to why everybody likes you but everybody's more enthralled with how you look and what you emanate uh more people need to be looking towards Trina, man. Like, for real. Like, I know you have... And people in this vein that I'm speaking about, right? You have Lil' Kim, right? And even with this explosion of female rap, there hasn't been too many female rappers in general that's been pushed to the forefront like this. But when you think of the ones that have, you have the women that are scandally clad. You know what I'm saying? Or just showing their body the way they would like to show their body because you can make a decision for yourself. Everybody's growing up out here. So you have like Foxy Brown, right? And you have Little Kim. And to to a degree, you had Eve. You know what I'm saying? But then on the other spectrum, you had Rod Digger. And you had motherfucking... Um, why, why are all these people escaping me now? I had this shit relatively... Like Lady Rage. Shit like that, right? But then... You have what's going on is you have Sweetie or Sweetie, however the fuck you say her name, and you have Meg the Stallion, and you have Cardi B, and you have um City Girls, right? All sexual liberation music, right? Who can they look up to to not become a bitch ass nigga? Really, I, I forgot Nicki Minaj. Now I'm saying my my apologies. Someone else that was on the forefront of um sexual liberation rap that also combined elite lyricism, but the appeal of her was like you see breasts, you ass, you twerk, and you see this, you see that. Now I'm saying, who can they look to? Really think about that shit, yo. If you are Meg Thee Stallion, yes, you respect Queen Latifah, but Queen Latifah did not have the fatty. You know what I'm saying? If you're motherfucking in the city, girls. You're not looking to Rod Digger. Rod Digger didn't have fucking breasts on the chest. Now I'm saying, gyrating. Rod Digger don't know how to twerk. 
if you're if you're a motherfucking sweet the my type girl right you're not looking at motherfucking who else fucking raps that um is a dope lyricist you're not looking at lady of rage like oh okay I, nah i look good i rap about looking good i rap about what niggas can do for me and what i do to niggas you should look at trina that's my fucking belief you look at how to mind your fucking business make your money not be a bitch ass nigga out here and just show like yes i have curves but i don't need to fight with another woman to see who's going to be the queen know what i'm saying it's already trash that we're all getting suppressed out here and there's way more fucking male rappers than female rappers so just showcasing unity and showcasing a bond and showcasing yo i could talk about titties and ass and fucking niggas and sucking dick all all the time and that doesn't have to interfere with how i do business you never i never seen no shit about trina being broke know what i'm saying so shout out to trina you know what i mean and shout out to the other women that are older that go to the younger generation like missy that look to a lizzo or whatever have you and it showed them the proper way to do things you know and i'm saying i just hate the fact that with women in particular like there's always some type of drama that happens with them i forgot remy Ma. my apologies um there's always some type of beef that you see or some type of disagreement and i know people disagree because that's human nature but with unity you know what i'm saying you can rise out of out of that suppression and women are already more detail oriented than men you know what i'm saying everybody's talking about make the stallions clothes but she's always on tour and she's always performing so every time you're critiquing her clothes she's making money while you're making fun of her like these things need to be put into the atmosphere just to showcase unity i'm all about women unifying and i'm sorry about going on that tangent but trina just really made me think that yo with unity amongst women especially with women because of the amount of shit that they have to face now I, mean, I believe that the world will be a greater place and with that being said that is motherfucking 3.2 i will speak to you on wednesday on 3.3 and holla at your boy when you see me in the street